0: Building a dynasty, some of the finest things, promise you, you won't regret it.
2: What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at PigskinPodNet on Twitter or you can search the hashtag TPPN. Matt and Matt are back together. It's been a couple Wednesdays, but I'm, I'm glad to be back right as my teams are eliminated from the Fantasy Football Finals to talk about how just absolutely devastating that is it's not been fun it It was uh you know what i i know people hate hearing about or so they say everybody i actually don't mind it when i'm listening to other people's podcasts, as long as it's not like a full podcast i do like to hear how other people are doing i made six I, i dropped a significant amount of leagues usually i'm in like 50 something i think i was in 32 this year i made six semifinals and cop bounced from all of them only one was a blowout too the rest of them were by less than seven points
1: and it was a hand this week for star it players it really
2: was and, and and i'll be honest the biggest one that hurt the most is my main home dynasty league where I sort of blew up the league this year. Uh, I'm the commissioner's league has been around for, we're going, this is our ninth year. So we'll be going into our 10th year this off season. I had won it the for the second time, the entire time this league has been around this past season. And there was just two really, really bad teams. And one of them, we just had to, we've had to replace the coach or the owner in that spot, like, twice in the past five years and was kind of like man i want to do something to just kind of help this out so we decided to do almost like a keeper league it was like hey it was like 32 man rosters like everybody gets to keep six players and we're just going to redraft everything including rookie picks everything to just kind of balance it back out and i lost a ton of depth off my team i had a lot of really good players still bad still made it to the the semifinals that is just mentioned but as you mentioned, the top guys not doing it like Devontae Adams. This league I lost by five points. Devontae Adams gave me four. Justin Herbert, what did he give you, nine points? I don't even remember. It was not pretty. And to lose by by seven points and then for a chance to go back-to-back, back, it hurt. Still put up 140 points, so it was a good day. But, yeah, it's just – it sucked to see that. I, I imagine a lot of you are feeling the same pain to have Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. Justin Herbert uh, was was Dalvin Cook one of those other guys who had a bad week. Like it's just
1: yeah, a rough week for the studs. So that was uh, a semifinal. I was heavily favored going in. I one of the leagues where I figured I was going to win. I rolled a it's a super flex. I rolled Herbert and Josh Allen, Kamara, Ken Walker, Diggs, Lamb, uh, Saint Brown, Dalton Schultz, a tight end. Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Terry McLaurin. And I, of course, lost by 12 points with Diggs giving me 4.6 and Herbert 5.5. 5. Herbert getting outscored by Tyler Huntley by 10 oh, points gosh. in a 12-point loss Yeah, <clears throat> is something of a bitter pill to swallow.
2: It really is, and... I was talking to someone about that today, and, like, I, I do get the optimism. this is a redraft or a dynasty league? Dynasty. Dynasty. So, like, okay, so I bring that up because I was talking to somebody about that today, and they were like, well, what's the rest of your roster look like? So we were just kind of talking back and forth. I'm like, okay, well, like, you'll still be good next year. I'm like, so you think. But, like, yeah. a bunch of these players could get injured. Like, something happened. like fantasy, is, fantasy football is so fickle that it doesn't really matter how well, good your team looks right now because it could completely blow up in your face again next year. So it hurts to to lose like that, especially with, as you mentioned, the studs who, who have, if we're being honest, maybe outside of Kamara, I know kind of struggled this year. Like those guys carried you all year long. And then it the second biggest week of the year for them to kind of come up short, it definitely well,
1: sucks. It hurt me too, because um, Deonta Foreman had been so bad for a couple weeks Thank and Dennis mentioned. and I had been talking about that. Yeah. And so I pulled them out and I put Juju in because I thought, Hey, they're probably going to throw the ball over the Seahawks and Dante Foreman's been horrendous. So then you had those two guys that kind of bombed out while Foreman yeah. just destroyed Detroit. It was, uh it was a humbling experience. I also wasn't sure if Waller was going to get activated. So I rolled Schultz and Waller ended up, the Raiders sucked, but he had a touchdown.
2: So I feel you. And and here's one that drives me crazy right here. And I promise we're gonna move on to actual fantasy news. We do have a lot of it. So in this matchup, and I know it's one of those things where like I I I guess tell me what you would have done. Because I feel like I made the right decisions at the time, but it definitely came back to to haunt me. Same thing. Ramondre Stevenson been killing. I had Donta Foreman in my flex spot, swapped him out. But then so I lost in this matchup by So that one doesn't really save me much. Like it, I still pro- I, I think I would have lost by one. What killed me was, and I wish I would have left it alone. For those of you who don't know, I was doing a lot of traveling this weekend and everything. I had the Rams defense in. And I switched it out for Cleveland. I actually met with the Chargers defense in. Had I just gone with either one of those, though, I win.
1: Yeah. Gives you three points and the Rams- well that, that Rams-Broncos game Was completely contrary So those yeah. of you that follow campus Can't know that I do a sit-start every week And I've been, you know There are weeks where you're 500 It doesn't always pan out Because I hold myself, you, you know It's got to be top 12 for quarterback running And tight end And it's got to be top 24 for running back receiver And when I say sit They have to fall outside that And you know, there's, there's a lot of bubble area Especially with tight end I went 0-4 in starts this week. My starts were Justin Fields, Ramondre Stevenson, Zay Jones, and Dallas Goddard. Goddard was tight end 13, so that one was galling. But it just was horrendous luck. And my sits, which I thought were, were pretty good, Tyler Higby's been pretty terrible most of the season. And, of course, Baker Mayfield only has eyes for Higby this week, and he ends up tight end. Field was one of my sits, you know, he had not looked good the week before the Rams offense was missing a ton of weapons and they're going against Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons. It seemed like, you know, they all seem like real good ideas. My only one that I hit was I said, Demarcus Robinson wouldn't finish top 24 because the Ravens don't have enough pass on. You know what? He got a touchdown just to make my heart stop. But I was right. Dante Foreman was my other sit just because I didn't. They were using a three man rotation. They're still using a crazy three man rotation. It just—it yeah. was one of those weeks.
2: Yeah, it was. I, I will tell you when I—I I got upset. Um, obviously, a lot of these, most of these games were played on Saturday. Obviously, I was doing a lot of Christmas stuff, and everything. But I—I I was at had, work.
1: I didn't yeah. get to see a single game on set.
2: So, so I had the stuff on. I had a red zone on in the background, and I'm sitting there doing some stuff, uh, making sure you know, like the, everything was up the tree, doing some other Christmas stuff. can raise. we were going to actually go visit my mother-in-law, going out of town. And all I hear is is Scott Hansen say, oh, when that's the second big run for Donta Foreman, who is now almost over a 100 yards, and we're just going into the second quarter. And I was like, wait, what? No, yes, no, 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 no. I benched him for Ramondre? Great. So, yeah, not a great week. But you live, you learn. It is the one thing about fantasy football, right? Because if you're on the opposite side of those decisions, you're having a great day. You're feeling great about yourself. Like, man, what a great call to start Dante Foreman over Ramondre Stevenson. I'm glad I left the Rams defense in and all that other stuff. But sometimes it unfortunately works against you as well. It's why we love to hate fantasy football. All right. Let's talk a little bit about that Justin Herbert performance as the Chargers do end up beating the Colts 22-3, and Herbert and the Chargers officially lock in their playoff spot, uh, something they were not able to do last year. But Matt, do we really see them as contenders for the Super Bowl in the AFC?
1: You know, I liked that they were getting healthier, and it seemed like they were peaking at the right time, and I, I was actually impressed with wins over the Dolphins and the Titans until now. You've had a little bit more time to put those into context. The Dolphins have lost four straight and have been very confusing on on offense all the way around. The Titans' offense has been pretty dreadful. I mean, they just lost to the Texans, so you start reevaluating that a little bit. Still, I think I I said before a couple weeks ago, I thought the Chargers had the best chance to win out, end up, Possibly getting the fifth seed in the AFC, which could be, uh, you know, ironically might end up having them play a Jaguars team that blew them out earlier in the season, which would be an interesting week one. I still think they're tracking that way. Um, they have the Rams and then the Broncos. They're better than those teams. I think it is a big mental hurdle for both Herbert and Staley to be able to get into the playoffs. Cause that was something that was lacking. They had, Appeared to be going the wrong way in the middle of the season. I do think it's good. They've won three in a row. If they win out, going in 11-6 and six isn't going to be that far off of what we thought. They, they took a radically different path, but it isn't that yeah. far off of where we thought they would end up being. And with as open as the AFC has seemingly been, I think they have a chance. To me, it's still bills chiefs Bengals in that order that i trust but like a ravens team that's going to get in i have massive questions about their offense whoever wins the afc south big questions and whoever gets that final wild card is going to have been kind of limping no matter which one of i think it's going to end up being one of the afc east teams whichever one gets in there has serious questions so i don't think they're in terrible shape as a contender
2: yeah, I would. I, I think they're closer to the Bengals than they are the Bills and the Chiefs for me. And that is really, as you just mentioned, if they can kind of continue to put everything together. We've seen two good weeks and they've kind of struggled and there. Herbert still kind of seems off a little bit. I, I don't know what's going on with that. It's going to be very intriguing to see what happens with them. I, I won't part of me kind of hope they wouldn't because i'm just not sure staley's it and i wonder how much of this is kind of him but they are going to make it and i'm i'm excited to see what happens they're clear i don't think going to make the super bowl like i had predicted I, I believe i predicted them to make it and lose to the packers which uh that was not a great prediction it's better than there, Dennis but but uh yeah what did he have again i forgot he had a, a, the rams chargers right that was his super bowl i think so you know, we'll we'll see. I, I'm excited to see him in there because he has not had a chance to get in. I, just, I I love Justin Herbert, the player. I think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. It's just been a weird year for him. He, he's definitely had moments, but I feel like he struggled more often than he has produced. And, and I don't know how much of that goes to the ribs. I really don't. It really seemed like that was a big cause of his struggles early on. Then he kind of looked like he got past it. Not, not, not so much here lately. Speaking of quarterbacks who have not really gotten past it, Jeff Saturday, which, so was this, was, did he kind of trash Matt Ryan? Is that quote true or is that a false, false report?
1: I mean, I don't think he was incredibly favorable uh, toward Matt Ryan. I, I don't know what the Colts are doing. I don't really understand if you were, if you were past Matt Ryan, um, why it wasn't back to Sam Ellinger. I don't know what you need to see from Nick Willis, but he, he was not it and. He was bad. Every time he threw an interception, they'd cut to him like staring at the replay, trying to figure out how it possibly happened. And you're watching the replay, and i are like, bro, you didn't even throw it where anyone on your team is.
2: Yeah. Well, I was curious. So this, So it must have been a fake report, which I assumed. But I saw someone post a graphic today. It's the one thing I hate about like having people who are really good with graphics and things that look like a legit thing, where Jeff Saturday said something to the effect of, Matt Ryan is the worst quarterback that I've coached, and I co- I've coach i coached high school football. And so I was like, there's no mm-hmm. way that he really said that, but I just wanted to double check. See, I don't get that either, but maybe it's they're really trying to lock in that number one overall pick, and I do know that. There's really nothing important to talk about from the Colts side of things, if I'm being honest. So let's, let's talk about the report I saw earlier. But they that, don't
1: have their first-round pick, I thought, right? Yeah, they do. They do this year? Yeah, this so. year they
2: do. Yeah, and I think they're – three right now, but I believe they lose and the Texans
1: win. I think they Texans uh, they, and the they've got to be bears. further back than that because they have four wins and they have that stupid tie, which is going to actually give them a better, the bears are below them. The Texans I know the are below bears them. Are. The Broncos are below them. The Rams have won a couple of games, so they pulled themselves out. Maybe that is it now. Maybe they're four. I think they're four. I know for
2: sure. That I, I remember them or listening to a thing talk about today where the Bears and the and the Texans both have to win for them to have a shot yeah, to getting the, down to the number one pick. But I don't remember if, if uh and Denver would have right, that Denver, Denver would have there. to win er, too
1: because we we're four and eleven. The, they're the four Seahawks,
2: one. Technically the Seahawks have that yeah. pick because yeah. they traded for So they're number five right now. Thanks I'm for sorry. That. Thanks I, apologize, for that, I, apologize. I apologize yes it's houston chicago seattle arizona indy right now it's, it's oh that's incredible. right
1: i forgot the Cardinals are hurt. yeah yeah God. they're
2: really bad teams. there's a lot of yeah. teams
1: that you just did not expect to take a we didn't think yeah. they'd be good but we didn't expect them to take a dump and none of those teams are in the nfc south who would well, have thought
2: what's even crazier is the fact that and again i hate to bring this up but like Seattle and Detroit, who we thought would be up there, neither one of their picks are the ones that are actually up in the top ten. It's the Rams and the Broncos picks. Both of theirs are further back. So, that yeah, it's been a very insane year. But there are reports now that they're still considering keeping Jeff Saturday on as coach. They, they can't do God. that right. They can't. I,
1: I mean, we're going to have to do a wellness check on Tony if they keep Jeff yeah. Saturday
2: i imagine he's not very happy right now but who knows you
1: know what's uh, to be happy about
2: you're gonna have a top four pick probably gonna have a at
1: least a quarterback But see that but i think we've talked about though beyond the top two and it's very possible like if chicago and seattle are top two picks mate or top four picks maybe they don't take one of those quarterbacks Chicago should be sticking with Justin Fields. Houston definitely is taking a quarterback. Seattle is more of an open question to me, I guess. Arizona shouldn't probably take a quarterback. So maybe they luck into it that way, but big questions.
2: Yeah. It's going to be, it is going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. So a few news and notes items here before we jump into the Thursday night preview. JJ Watt. Sounds like he is going to retire. I, I kind of hate this for him. Obviously been one of the better defensive players for well, I'd say close to the past day longer than the past day. Yeah, decade. over a decade. Like yeah. 2011
1: been, was his rookie year.
2: Been an amazing player to watch, obviously, with the Texans now here at the end of his career with Arizona. One of the reasons I kinda hoped Arizona would be able to figure it out. I would have loved to see him be able to get a Super Bowl just. The injuries, I think, have really kind of piled on. He is a new father now, looking like he's just ready for the next uh, stage in his life.
1: Yeah, and he's looked really good down the stretch here. It looks like a guy that could continue playing, but at the same time, he's also a guy that's had some big injuries, some back injuries, some neck injuries. It makes total sense that he'd want to walk away, especially Arizona's not going anywhere this year. They're not going anywhere next year. We've talked about that, and that's why you have to wonder. It's great for them. For him to retire, I wouldn't be surprised if they move DeAndre Hopkins um, this offseason season as well.
2: Yeah, well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a couple notes here as you talk about him stepping away from the game while he can. I want to talk a little bit about Tua, who has unfortunately has now been confirmed suffered his third concussion in just two and, and a they half let months. him
1: play two and a half quarters after that. Yeah, at which point- well. Football
2: fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And, as an added bonus for Week 1, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with early win promotion. It's simple, bet on an NFL team to win, if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if the team ends up losing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code TPPN, that is T-P-P-N, and get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet this Sunday, that is code TP. He and only at Draft Book Sports Book, DraftKings Sports Book, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the descriptions for the episode for details.
1: That explains but, a lot of his passing.
2: Yeah, that that does. Uh, I will say that it does. At least from the report that I read, it was post. Like they didn't realize it at the time he was fine, and then he showed concussion symptoms. As someone who has had a concussion, or like I had one at the time and did not realize it, I, maybe that's believable. I obviously don't love the fact that the Dolphin's right here saying he's only had two concussions When we all know he's had three like Don't all lie I,
1: about it But All I'm going to say is part of that settlement Was they are supposed to have people looking specifically If yeah. a player hits their head on the field They should be getting evaluated Regardless of whether they thought they had symptoms And by all accounts yeah. no evaluation happened And it didn't take but a microsecond For people to go and find the play Where they're pretty sure that he got a concussion In the second quarter After which point his play demonstrably fell off a shelf Yeah
2: So the big question is going to be, what does Tua do? And I know that this is cannot be an easy conversation to have. I mean, he is a competitor. Dude has has unfortunately suffered just all kinds of horrible injuries over the past four or five years. I mean, you go all the way back to college with his hip injury that people said he's not going to be able to play again. He's not going to be the same guy. He overcomes that. Then comes out. looks like he's going to not be the starter for Miami anymore has a good year, looks like he's figured everything out with Mike McDaniel, and now three concussions in two months. I am not a doctor, so I'm not going to pretend like I know what that means, but I feel like that's not good. That's that's very bad for you. Should he just step away? I mean, he's a guy who can probably get any job in the NFL media if he wanted it, right? Like, he could step off the field today, I would think, join one of the TV networks. Maybe he doesn't make... $20 $20 million a year, but I bet he makes seven, eight, nine with the way that these TV personalities get paid. So you're not getting paid as much as you do on the field, but at least you get to walk away knowing you're going to be fine down the road. Cause that's not something you want to mess with. And I don't want to like count another man's money. I don't want to take money out of his pocket, but like as just as a human being, it worries me to sit here and think about the fact that like three concussions in two months, like that's not normal. And, I, you, the plays all over Twitter, like that wasn't that bad of a play. Like that's something that could probably happen on any tackle, right? Like he's just, his legs got wrapped up. He fell. He hit his head on the, on the field. If, if I hate saying it this way, but like, if that's all that caused it, like I think you've got to seriously be worried about what this could mean for him moving forward.
1: Yeah. Those are probably questions we'll have to answer during the off season. I think the pressure is really going to be on the dolphins in the NFL to end this season because you have a team that's in contention. If the playoffs started today, they'd be in. They are a better team with Tua. They had they didn't win any games with Bridgewater, and Bridgewater's probably you would say, regardless of how I felt about him as being Broncos franchise. He's one of the better backup quarterbacks you could have. He's a veteran guy. He's got talent. He can win you a game in a pinch. We'll see how it goes. Dennis and I briefly touched on this Monday because rumors were just coming out about him being in concussion protocol because of how late and things were going. I honestly do not think he should be allowed to play the rest of the season. He needs a little bit of time to rest, and then you see where you're at during the offseason.
2: Yeah, I know that they for sure ruled him out. Um,
1: only this week,
2: only yeah, for this week, uh, I would. We'll see what happens, but I, I really am obviously a little bit worried about his his future. I mean, granted, Brandon Cooks, I believe, had like four concussions, but his was over years. It was not within a month span. I believe he had a concussion like every single year, and then we will talks about him hanging it up. I mean, again,
1: but you've just, seen, you know, Steve Youngs talked about his career ended early. Troy Aikman very much his career ended because of concussions and because he had had too many and he had to, to step away. It's, it's happened yeah. for guys. You know, I think that was part of the the calculus for Andrew Luck too. Not, it was not totally just concussions, but the, the massive amount of blows and injuries he was taking and it's definitely gotta be a big concern.
2: Yeah, it'll be something we're going to have to monitor moving forward because right now I would imagine he's valued as like a top 10 dynasty quarterback. So if he were to, you know, which nobody would blame him for walking away from the game, much like Andrew Luck did, I think it would rock probably the dynasty community and anybody who had to a roster because you're going to be stuck kind of holding the bag just like you were with Andrew Luck when all when his announcement came out of nowhere. Obviously, this one would be more expected because of what's going on. So I guess I would ask, well, obviously don't know anything right now, but what would you do if you roster Tua? Like if there's no trade deadline in your leagues, are you trying to move on from him just to see if you can get anything? Or are you just holding him and hoping for the best?
1: I think you're probably holding him, hoping for the best. You're not going to get anything good right now. And I mean, it's also possible he comes back with the weapons that he has, yeah. You know, I might hold wait, see if he comes back, plays a few games, and maybe move on to something safer next season.
2: Yeah. All right. Speaking of other quarterbacks who are in interesting situations, Derek Carr has reportedly been benched by the Raiders for Jarrett Stidham because apparently Josh McDaniels needs to see more of Jarrett Stidham because he didn't get enough of that in New England. I mean
1: they're playing the 49ers this week, uh, and teams have not fared well against the 49ers, have also fared incredibly poorly at the week after playing the 49ers, so welcome to your 0-2 stretch. I would say the biggest impact this has for me is I dropped – Devontae Adams out of my top 25, and I know the tendency would be he is an incredible talent. So is yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, and when he had Trace McSorley last week, he got 10 targets. He caught one pass for four yards. This is championship week. I am not betting on Jarrett Stidham against the 49ers.
2: Yeah, that's um, going to be a fascinating discussion. We will definitely have this offseason because I think Derek, this, to me, signifies Derek Carr is done in yeah. with the Raiders, and I believe they can get out of his contract what does that mean for Devontae Adams, who I had him as like wide receiver two still, but or no, I think I had him wide receiver three. I believe I had no, I did have him too. I had a Jefferson Adams Cup for me. I don't know that he holds yeah, I mean it, it is it crazy to say top ten value if, if they bring in another so we don't know who the starting quarterback's gonna be.
1: Yep, so the potential out is at the end of this year. It's before the Super Bowl, uh, I believe. If it's you... 5.625 de- million dead cap. But his cap hit, if they keep him, is 34875000 So either he's probably either renegotiating or they are letting him go. And you know what? I think he'll go somewhere else because... Oh, yeah, he'll
2: he'll get a starting job somewhere. But, like, I think... The crazy thing about his I was, I was listening to, to NFL um uh CBS XM on the on NFL or the NFL channel on CBS XM earlier today. And I wanna say that they said when they were talking about Derek Carr and the Raiders that his like the Raiders have to make the decision on him though, but it's like five no. days after the Super Bowl. So like we might find out quickly
1: I think what's the fa- gonna go on with him. The fascinating thing for me is in the early part of the season when everyone wanted Josh McDaniels fired midseason. Derek Carr was one of the people that stood up and gave an impassioned plea for his coach and for his coach to essentially be throwing him under the bus gives me a moment of pause. I mean, we've talked about... The On paper, the offense of Adams, Waller, Renfro with Jacobs looked like it was going to be incredible. I don't know if this is just the Raiders throwing in the towel and doing something different, in which case you really do have to ask the question about Adams because they already declined the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs. This would indicate to me they're probably not going to pay the money it would cost to keep him. If you dump Derek Carr, who do you think exactly that you're getting Um, because – They've been mediocre, but not mediocre enough to get an incredibly high draft pick. And, you know, Derek Carr probably ends up being the best of the free agent quarterbacks available, the guy you just set free. Are you going to get Jameis Winston? Is that a good vibe? You know, are you trying to – you know, maybe he wants Jimmy G.
2: Good. I mean, the thing is, I feel like this this quarterback – I think this offseason is going to be a lot of fun. It's something, as weird as it is to say, because I'm really looking forward to the NFL playoffs with some of the teams that are going to get in and the games we're going to get. I'm really looking forward to this offseason, not just with the NFL draft class, which these quarterbacks are now being inflated a little bit. We we hear Anthony Richardson is going to be a top-20 pick. Will Levis, top-10 pick. There's a realistic shot that Daniel Jones – is going to be available because the Giants, it seems like, are leaning toward keeping Barkley and the cap space that they're looking at. If Daniel Jones doesn't take – he's not going to be able to get a top-end quarterback deal. So if he doesn't get that, does he just go on to the market because they can't franchise him and pay Saquon Barkley? You're looking at Ryan Tannehill might be done and available in Tennessee. You know, I does, think
1: he is done, but health-wise, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing. Like, there's there's gonna be a lot of you, as you mentioned, Jimmy G might be available. There's rumors that Aaron Rodgers might leave Green Bay and it's gonna be the Jordan Love era, but he's not gonna retire. Like, there's I don't know that he would go to Las Vegas, but like there, there could be a lot of dominoes moving around here at the quarterback position. So it's gonna be a lot of fun to to watch and see what happens. I mean, could 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 Baker be making his way to Las Vegas? Like
0: well, that's
1: the question for so Baker. He's played well enough that he would probably get some offers. I still think if I was yeah. him, I, I'd stay back. And we need the Domino. You know, is Tom Brady going yeah. to continue playing? We're pretty sure Matt Ryan's going, but we need these guys to actually officially probably retire. I'd be shocked if if Ryan didn't retire. Yeah, but there, there's there's more questions than answers at quarterback, and then you have a wild card team. Like you're right. What if something? happens with Tua and then my Miami team, now Miami figured was it, yeah. pretty pretty well set who kind of pushed all their chips in on competing right now is like hey we're competing with Skylar Thompson mm.
2: you know what would be I don't know that it would happen but I'm just putting two and two together here would the Raiders and the Patriots make like a one for one trade, send Derek Carter to New England and Mac Jones, who seems to just love Josh McDaniels to the Raiders, just
1: be like, let's do this. I mean, I still don't, I don't know that Adams would want to stay there and he don't have
2: a choice. He's signed for I think I don't think he's out for another two years.
1: You don't have a choice. Uh, those guys can find their way out of places. I don't,
2: I don't know about that. I mean, I, try, I, I don't know that Mac would be better. Well, we've also, have a we've also
1: talked about wild card situations. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Arizona, if they decide they want to try to compete, go out and get some kind of veteran quarterback that can play the season because they know they have Kyler Murray coming back at some point. Yeah. But yeah. I was listening to that Monday Night Telec or Sunday Night telecast when they're talking about him being ready to go in October. No way.
2: Yeah, I, no I don't think so either. Way. And I think there's a realistic shot that I would put it a 50-50 right now with Lamar being back in Baltimore, too.
1: Well, that's the other big domino, like Lamar Jackson. And I think that's a reason why we potentially don't see him play. The Braves yeah. have already locked up a playoff spot. Somebody pointed out with him being on that franchise tag and having a knee issue, I wouldn't be going out there less than 100% and killing yourself. Pittsburgh if nothing else, has a defense.
2: Yep. Yeah, I I don't think... I'd
1: try to save myself and play Cincinnati in Week 18 if I was going to put myself out there. I'm not rolling out there to play T.J. Watt in a game that really won't impact my playoff ability.
2: Yeah, I I really do not think that we see Lamar the rest of this season. Regular do. Yeah, regular season. Yes, we do have some more quarterback news as Carson Wentz will now be the starters for the Commanders. He's another quarterback that could be available again. I don't know that he'd get another starting job, but he could be available again this offseason. Does this move the needle for you at all with the Commanders players?
1: You know, I think Dennis put the best on Monday. You know, they have two options. They have Carson Heineke and Taylor Wentz, and um, they're both about the same.
2: That is very true. All right, let's talk about this Thursday Night Football game. It's going to probably be good for one side of the ball. We get the Cowboys versus the Titans. The Cowboys, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence are all questionable here. Should we be worried about Dallas looking past the Titans?
1: I mean, that's a legitimate concern for me because we saw them play – ragged against the texans and barely win and play ragged against the jaguars and actually lose Uh, this on paper looks to be another fairly winnable game uh, and you would really like to just assume dallas is going to go out there and do their thing and hopefully they will their defense i need to see something out of their defense Um, this should be a fairly easy test but they got pushed to the max by Minshew. they got They gave up 40 to the Jaguars. They got pushed by a Texans team that hasn't pushed anybody all season. So I kind of, you know, I need to see a good performance from Dallas. I think Dallas needs to see a good performance from Dallas going into the playoffs. Their playoff position (coughs) is pretty well set. I mean, technically on paper, they could still win the NFC East, but I don't see that happening um it does look like demarcus lawrence came off the injury report but the other two parsons and pollard are still on there and vanderash got ruled out so if they're missing vanderash and parsons to me that's a geez, starting to be a question there It would be kind of a bummer. I think they could get over missing Pollard if they had to miss him. Uh, Parsons, it's a hand injury, so we'll have to see how that goes. But I I think Dallas needs to come out and play like they did against the Vikings and build up some confidence because they have a Week 18 game against the Giants team. No, it's not the Giants. Against the Commanders, who are going to be scrapping for a playoff spot, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that ends up.
2: By the way, I, I, I want to jump back and forth here. Did you see that Derek Carr will be not even with the team for the final two games?
1: It's a weird flex.
2: Yeah. If, uh, so I'm just going to pull this up because I was looking Does for. Does he an, uh, need?
1: I want. Did something happen to him, and he needs like that? Some I don't time know. Off?
2: So Ian I feel reported, like it
1: came out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, it says, as part of discussions that took place over the last few days, both sides concluded that it was best that Raiders quarterback Derek Carr step away for the final two games to avoid obvious distractions, whatever that means. Sources say he won't practice, will be with the team, and will be listed as non-injury related. So he will not even be there. So that I don't know. But. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it matters if the Cowboys look past the Titans here as we're about to talk about the Titans side of things with the injuries and the players they don't have available. Uh, But I I do think Dallas needs to get their stuff together. I actually think they're probably one of the better teams. Dak has not looked great this year. You mentioned that defense, which I started off this year as like a top five defense for most of the season. It's really kind of struggled here in the back half. Think they really need to start putting some a couple of good games together here as we get toward the playoffs to try and put this together if they want to make a deep run. So I don't think that they're that far off of a team like the Eagles, who I think are one of the best teams in the NFL currently. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Cowboys are that far off from them. They've got to put together a couple of good performances here to kind of keep that going. Hang on, more now. If the Raiders sit Derek Carr Sunday, it will be the fourth game he misses in nine seasons. Then first due to non-injury, his salary of $33 million next year and $7.5 24 guaranteed if if he gets hurt. Oh, okay. I thought there was something else there. Anyways, Titan side.
1: You know, if you were a defense looking to get right, you want to face a quarterback who's one and two, having gone 31 for 51 for 276 yards, no touchdowns, and three interceptions on the season. And that's what they get in Malik Willis, who's also on a short week.
2: So, you want to know what makes that even better? I'm be impressed
1: that I memorized Malik Willis' stats.
2: I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's not a They're lot so there bad. to mem- Yeah, as I said, there's not a lot there to memorize. So, what makes this even worse, Derrick Henry is now doubtful to play tomorrow night against the Cowboys. So, he's not yeah. even gonna likely to have his best weapon to hand the ball his, off to.
1: His only weapon. Yeah. Let's so, that's why
2: I was saying, I don't think it matters if the Cowboys look past the Titans because I don't know why you. You've got to sit all your Titans at this point, and I don't know why we even want to watch this game.
1: I can't believe the Henry going to doubtful is a real blow for fantasy. So he must have. Dennis and I were trying to figure out why he only got twenty three carries on Sunday. He must have gotten hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, I, it just just popped up less than an hour ago from uh-huh. Field Yates that he has now been moved to doubtful. So he is likely not playing tomorrow night.
1: You know what else is else is doubtful? Me watching. The re- this yeah. final Amazon game of the year,
2: I'm right there with you. There's a lot of really good college bowl games on tomorrow that I'll be paying very close attention to, and not this game. You know, know who else the-
1: might retire this offseason? Al oh, Michaels. He's like, oh, man.
2: That, I, mean, you know, I don't know if those contracts are guaranteed, but if they are, good for him because he got the bag. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys. I, I just don't see how it was said, no, no Ryan Tannehill, no Jeff Henry. I don't see how the Titans
0: overkill the Cowboys.
1: Uh, no, Dennis and I took the Cowboys too. I, even if Derrick Henry was playing, I think they could have handled that. Malik Willis just has given them no dimension, and they have no passing weapons they've developed all season. There's no one behind Derrick Henry. I, you know, it seemed like the moving on John Robinson was maybe a vote that Mike Vrabel needed a better roster, and maybe it still is. But I'm starting to wonder if this epic collapse doesn't end up falling back on Vrabel a little bit.
2: Hey, I mean, I don't root for anybody to get fired or fail, and I do hope Vrabel is able to stick around. It was a great Ohio State guy. and I do think he's a good coach. Talked about the beginning of this year, I did not think they were going to win that many games, and I said at the time I thought that Tennessee was going to completely clean house. trade Derrick Henry, Tannehill gone, Vrabel gone, GM gone. They just rebuild because it's just not – there ain't – I don't want to say they're a bad team. They're a good team. They continue to make the playoffs, but they're not great. They're not going to get past. They're at their ceiling with what they have. They need to do something, and and they just have not done that. So we'll see what happens. I feel like this is going – we're going into what I think, at least for me, is one of the more intriguing offseasons we've had in a while. There's
1: a lot of
2: moving parts going on right now, and a lot of things could be changing the NFL landscape.
1: Yep, and there's good games this week. Tomorrow, not one of them.
2: Yeah, tomorrow's not one of them. So, unfortunately, well, I'm not say unfortunately. We will be back Friday, Dennis, Matt, and myself, to talk about whatever happens in this game. Hopefully Dennis watches it, because it sounds like Matt and I won't be. But I'll definitely catch like the highlights and be able to talk about it. And then we will preview all of the Week 17 action to get you ready for your fantasy football finals, and I hope all of you are Playing in since Matt and I, unfortunately, this year will not be. But until Friday, everybody have yourselves a great day, and we will talk to you
0: guys again soon. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came not like the whole line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honest. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Oh, and they tackle him at the 40 Who can make a play? I can't. Who can make a play? I can't. <laughs> <laughs>